All right, here we go. It is PowerWorks time with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. It's the car podcast. We're going to be talking about cars. Got a great review coming up. Well, I don't know if it's great, but it's it's a review that is great. The car, yeah, other mm. questions. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how do you determine if a body shop is a decent body shop? Because scratches, dents, bumps, things, we have to use them. And there is dubious quality out there. And then we've just got other stuff. Loads of stuff. <laughs> that's, and that's where we go in this uh, quick and dirty podcast. Well, your hands are clean. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. too bad. Yeah, not yeah. too bad. You wear gloves when you're working? I mean, because it's a tactile thing. You kind of want to feel bolts and... Used to in the UK. Yeah. We were really, really religious with it in the UK, but not so much here just because it's just too hot and you just yeah. get full of sweat. Yeah. Yeah. In the UK, it was an extra layer of protection from the cold. Yeah. Okay. But um, not, not so much here, no. Plus, it's more reactive here, so you're like jumping in and grabbing hold of something before you have thought about putting gloves on. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We have a car review. The Palisade. You had family come in, so you did a rental of a seven-seater, and Hyundai popped up on the grid. Yeah. And you went and got a Palisade. Yeah, I mean, fair play. It was through... Um, Galadari. Okay. So Galadari had a, a rental and there was a guy there who I just asked a question, we need something with six or seven seats. Have you got anything? And he said, come and have a look around. And it was a CX-9 or a Palisade. The CX-9 was a little bit awkward, looked, looked like a bit awkward to get into the back. Yeah. Okay. And we probably wouldn't have fitted the two baby seats side by side so the okay. kids couldn't have got in the back. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. We could have made it. Once you are in, it would have been fine. But just getting, getting in and out. a little bit. Looks, how long, how long look, was the family here for? Ten days. Yeah, that's ten. Okay, that would be nine days too many of trying to squeeze yeah. in the back. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we just thought, you know what? So the Palisade was really easy to get in and out of. The doors were huge and the, the yeah. seats moved right the way forward. Yeah. So, so it's it just made made for, sense. It's made for that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of they've forgotten about it being a car. Oh <laughs> so, man, yeah, I'm disappointed because I mean we talk. And so I want to qualify this because we talk a lot about Kia, a lot about yeah. Hyundai, and we are fans. Yeah, I mean, the, I I do think the Telluride looks better than the Palisade. That's I, I Kia's version of the Palisade. It's a little, it's a little bit less expensive too. I think quite a lot. I think yeah, yeah but I, the 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 Palisade was just. Nah, it was it, 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 everything was just unnecessary on it. Like the the what do you the, mean unnecessary? I mean the first thing you said. Let's so let's jump back to the first thing. We'll get to the unnecessary. Yeah, you said they forgot that it's a car. Yeah, it just didn't make just didn't make sense in any way. Uh, and it, okay, so you got your space inside. Yeah, but then you had you had wireless charging, which just in the front or just in the front. Okay, there, there was USBs everywhere, okay. and there was more USBs than airbags, but there was. <laughs> Okay, Just, so they've done something right. So yeah, so there's wireless charging. Yeah. Now my phone is an S twenty. Yeah. And unless it was perfectly placed, oh, okay, it wouldn't charge. Yeah. And it was also covered, which I liked the idea of because it stops you being distracted by it lighting up when you get a message or a call yeah. or something, yeah. whatever, which is cool. But it was on. It was only covered half the way. There was no ventilation in there, seemingly, so it so got very, very hot, mm. which wasn't great. 
And obviously we were driving with the AC on, but in that little, because it was kind of covered, it just yeah. kept the heat in. A little oven. That didn't make sense. The infotainment screen was probably as big as this laptop, but now it had Android and Apple. So that's a good 15 inches. CarPlay. Yeah. But there was no standalone navigation on it. Oh, really? So now, it had to sync into your phone. Which is fine, but then it gets even more hot when it's wireless charging. And that only works through a direct connection with the USB. So then you've got that going on. It's, it's just a whole mess. It was just, now, it might be old-fashioned, but I think a standalone nav system is not too difficult to have. Yeah. Got a compass on it, and it had the, the uh, Kibbler setting on there, so you, you know which way to face to pray. So they, they they could have worked it out, yeah. but it just made no sense. The, the the whole infotainment screen, the buttons for the for the options were probably two to three inches big. Yeah, it's a ten it's a ten inch screen. I've just looked it up and, here, it's and there was just no reason for them to be so big other than the fact that actually, yeah, we've only got three functions: radio, <laughs> radio, and the other radio that no one listens to. So it made no sense with it. The, yeah. the, really difficult the the trip computer was clumsy really clumsy on the trip computer mm. you had no option for like does anyone use a trip computer anymore though but it's good to see how many oh, as long okay. as you've got yeah, left okay. on fuel it's good right, to see okay. how you know yeah, how yeah. economical you're being okay gotcha um, i use it right. so for me it was a problem but then now it's a, effectively a minivan let's right. have it right it's not going to be something that you're going to take around a racetrack but it wasn't comfortable oh really so it was really because that was the one thing that i always used to think is okay you know, I can I can get away with all the electronics. I can get away with some of these other things, but if it's comfortable, no, no, it wasn't. It, it was really soft and wallowy on the road, mm. and you accept it because it's not a car; it's right. a minivan. Let's yeah. have, that's that's that's. The, but even a minivan, you don't want it to be too. But the wallowy. seats weren't forgiving. Uh, we yeah. drove to Corfacan. Okay, that's a good drive, and went to. Uh, what is she? Some we went around the Heritage Village and all that sort of stuff, and it was great. But it, I dreading getting back in it to drive it home. So and actually, got into the Tuareg. <clears throat> I, I drove the Tuareg um, on the days I was going in and out of work. Yeah. And just getting in the Tuareg and it, like, turning the steering wheel and it turning. Okay. And it not rolling and not having to fight with any of the controls, the brakes stopping it and the accelerator moving it and not having any. I mean, the Tuaregs not a people carrier but it's a big car yeah and it's eight years old and it felt much more refined and that's disappointing disappointing because kia and hyundai from afar and i had a sportage in 2015 we bought a new one at the end of the line of that model at the time all singing all dancing for the that we could have and i i was you know i was quite enamored by it i liked it but it was a smaller one smaller vehicle and there was less to not there was less to expect in them days. I just think that, you know, it, on the surface of it, they seem to be getting closer. But this was a this was a big, big letdown. Mm. And I don't think it was a bottom spec one. I think it was a mid to high spec okay. option. And it was 400 dirhams a day. It's a lot of money. And it could have been better. I, it, it, one thing I will say about it for its size, although it had, it was gutless. The fuel economy was okay. <laughs> what do you mean it was gutless? There was it's just, just no power to it. It just had nothing, like nothing at all. Um, it was a 3.5 litre. Like you would expect at 3.5 litres, it would have something. Well, people that drive Pajeros know that they don't. 
that's 3.5 liters. I've only got like a 3.8 in the old <coughs> yeah, that's, that's a decent engine, to be fair, actually. But the, the, this, this okay. was gutless. The, wow. It didn't. It obviously wasn't getting the best out of the engine from the transmission mm. and the way it was set up. Yeah. Okay. But it just. I mean, it's set up as a minivan to be. Yeah. Just kind of people off the mark and get them where where they're going. Yeah. But you just noticed it, especially coming out of petrol stations, trying to filter onto busy roads. Right. And that's where you want to be able to put your foot down and you get some oomph yeah, and you can it just just didn't feel. Oh man. Yeah. So it so was, you didn't. You're having issues with the navigation system. You're having issues with the the phone charger area. It gets a little warm. Seats aren't so comfortable. It's a little wallowy as you're driving. This is like all the all the X's are coming out here on the. Well, what I get? Yeah, look, if it was a eighty dirhams a day, sunny. Yeah, don't get sunny for eighty dirhams a day now. But you know, if it was, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. if it was whatever, no problem. Yeah, it's got a turn dial radio. Who cares? Yeah, tape deck in it and great. But at four hundred dirhams a day, it wasn't. It was a, a, a high spec. You know, of of there. Okay, it's not. It's not Genesis. Genesis is there premium brand now for that group but it, it was their premium brand you know and and it's their it's their almost just it's just disappointing of a, of yeah. in, in terms of a vehicle it's, it's not a car that anyone's going to buy to have fun with it's not a car that anyone's going to buy aspirationally it's a car that somebody buys because they've, they've had too many children to fit in a normal saloon car yeah. or they've got you know family coming and they're going to rent one it just isn't, it just doesn't make sense. I, I know people, I mean, Colin, from We Will Fix It, he has a vehicle with seven seats in it. Yeah. He only has two children, but he has that so that when family come, he has space for them. This is not the car that I would buy if I was in a position to be able to have a car mm. too big for those occasions. It, it was very, very underwhelming. Did they have any Tellurides there that you could have? Uh, no. Oh, okay, no. so you couldn't even. I should have gone for the CX-9. I know the CX-9 is a decent car. We've yeah. driven one before. We get them into work on them. This was obviously a new one. But but if you got to put the kids' seats in the back and stuff, and it it just wasn't worth the hassle. Yeah, yeah. 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 What what is it? Well, that's that's sad because I I was really hoping I was going to hear that this is this is you know a, a doable vehicle and, and you know it might work in in some situations. But I think there's a lot better out there. Yeah, I think I think having driven that, look an Armada, Nissan Armada, which are all. 10 years old now would have been a, a, a better option to go for you no, know i i don't see a lot of the palisades on the road right now i mean no. i see them but i don't see as many as i would expect to see mm. i wonder if people have gone out they've given them the drive and they just kind of go you know what i'm i'm gonna go for a carnival or yeah something yeah i'd have gone i'd have i'd have i'd have taken I'd, you know what the, the actually that's a good good Thing you brought up the, the Palisade drove how you'd expect the Carnival to drive mm. because it felt like a minivan. It wasn't until you got out of it that you realized actually it felt like that. And because, as I say, it did have seven you can almost say full size seats for the rear, yeah. you could fit adults in the back, and there was an option to put a headrest in, and you could. There's zero room for anything in the back, right. So once you've got the seats up, there's nothing. Yeah, there's no like, luggage going in there. You know what? It, it sounds, it sounds to me like a... It almost sounds like it's trying to be a Ford Flex. And Ford doesn't obviously make the Flex anymore. I loved the Flex. And yeah. what I loved about the Flex was everything you're describing... Oh, you know the the ability of the seats. There's some. There was comfort in those seats. You could put your foot down, and man, you would fly. But it didn't feel like a minivan no. when you were driving it. It felt like a big car. Mm. And you got out, and you kind of went, "What am I driving?" And you kind of, "Oh, 
it's a flex. Okay. Yeah, like you drive, you know, and again, an Audi Q7, it's not as easy to get into the back seats as this was. Yeah, okay. But Q7 still gets seven people in it. Yeah. And it drives like a normal car, effectively. Mm. You know, it drives like, it's okay, an SUV. That is a normal car for these days. But it drives... This this was this was almost you know they they kind of made the space for getting the people in and out of it and then thought we'd better put that on a chassis and put some wheels on it and with an engine to power the wheels it was very very just very it, it just felt like a, a a solution to a problem of okay we need a car yeah. on our fleet that can do seven people yeah we'll worry about how it handles and drives maybe later and it just doesn't doesn't feel doesn't feel like a car and it mm. is it's supposed yeah. to be it, so, it sounds to me like it needs another iteration you know it needs another round of yeah they might get it right the next time yeah. they might it, it, the it, problem is you lose you lose customers then you know when they say oh yeah. we've done it it's like oh, I drove the first version I don't the, know. the silly thing about it was it had the the electric um, drive settings on it so it yeah. had road and off road yeah and I just thought to myself, who's actually going to take this off road? Seriously, what would you? I mean, it's 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 like I'd, if we were driving in crosswinds, I'd have been struggling to keep yeah, it. Yeah. You know, you'd have been seasick. It, it, it wasn't, um, it, it, and everything because it's such a big car. Everything was done oversized. So, like on the old XC90 and on the old Touareg, where all the buttons were huge because it was inside of a big car, almost agricultural, which is cool, no problem. Yeah. This car had nothing about it that seemed agricultural. The big buttons and stuff in the Touareg and the XC90s were brown and grey. These were like shiny, yeah. plastic chrome, and they just they just they just made no sense. It, it didn't have any. There's n- there was no redeeming quality about it, other than the fact that the AC worked. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't too bad on fuel. So it, it was disappointing because okay, so, I was thinking, oh, this would be all right. This, yeah. Like you're hoping, like you're yeah, looking yeah. at it. It's it's stylish looking from the outside. They look nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's unnecessary. It, you know, mm. genuinely is unnecessary to the point where it would have been better, hundred percent, to have hired two smaller cars for the same price, and mm. just had two people drive. Mm. It, it it would have been. I, I I will I'll never take. I'll never hire one of those again. It, it, you yeah. know, at the point of us needing seats for extra people. We'll we'll work something else out because I, I, I it wasn't a comfortable car. And did you get the same so com- same comments from the in laws who were passengers in it? And they never never yeah, gave yeah. any okay fee- feedback on it really. I mean, like say they they got they were just happy to they have got a, two grandkids in the car smacking right. them around the head and throwing stuff at them. So <laughs> they've got other things to worry about. But it was it was I mean, father in law fell asleep every time we were in okay. it. So you know, obviously it must have been comfortable enough for him. Yeah. But but it it was disappointing that that's the mm. that's where I would say I was at with it. It it didn't it didn't inspire me to think. Oh, I wonder how the oh that's not bad. You know, maybe a bit too big. What's the what's the Santa Fe like? Or anything? I just forget it. Not yeah. interested. They're not there yet. They aren't. And and they the, that car was all style and no substance, and it doesn't look as good as a Telluride anyway. Yeah. So not much style either. That's that's not uh, by you know. What can I say? Thanks for the review. <laughs> and, and you know what? Other other folks are going to be saying, thanks for the review. Well, yeah, okay. people planning some holidays maybe need to rent cars and stuff. I, yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't recommend that. And I, I think that's, you know, the, the underlying 
message is if you're out car shopping, go and get in these things and get in the back seats and open everything up. And if you got kids seats that you're going to be putting in things, put the kids seats in. And if you travel or you're going to have people coming, bring some suitcases with you and see, okay, how's this all going to fit? Yeah, yeah. Because we never do that. And no car company, you know, showroom is going to be upset with you doing that. They're going to think they're going to laugh, but they're going to go, oh man, I wish you wouldn't brought all that stuff. But you get a real life situation going so that you, you know, okay, what's this thing going to be like? And, and ultimately I always say, and I think in a sense, you, you did exactly what people need to do. Who are going to, they're, they're thinking of investing in a vehicle, rent the thing for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and get a real world, you know, drive of it. And then you're going to find out, Hey, I love this vehicle. Or I was like, you know what? It's nice to drive around the block on the test drive, but in, in the real world setting, yeah, I think I'll pass. I think to be honest with, with that, with that car, there's no showroom that's selling them that will rent them before they buy yeah. I mean, it genuinely is the kind of, we make the joke about, you know, people that drive a Pajero, have, they've not chosen to drive that. They've driven it because they have no choice. They need the space and they need the seats. Yeah. I'd have driven a Pajero. The Pajero would have driven better than that. Like I say, the seats in the Pajero aren't proper full size in the back and they're not as easy to get in and out yeah. of. But it, it didn't it didn't even meet that standard. Jeez. And it was just unnecessarily big in every way which then made everything else that they've got to do to make it feel like a car yeah. more difficult and to the point where i think it's probably just impossible for that mm. size all right there we go oh that's unfortunate well not for me I no don't, not I, for don't, you. I don't work for hyundai so <laughs> it's not a problem for me I've, I've given it back and i paid the money and i'll, I'll yeah. uh, never never darken their door again yeah. but you know it's it, unfortunate for them that you know that, that that they, you just didn't get the experience out of that vehicle. I mean, lots of people drive them, and there are there clearly are folks who are happy with them, but didn't this vehicle did not uh, turn your crank? So yeah, I, I, I don't uh, I don't think we need to say any more about that. No, I want to talk a little bit about body shops. You sent okay. in a, a, a nice little image, going look what this body shop did. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a, a dilemma that that we face in you got cars that have got weather damage to them, to their paint jobs. They're old. The paint gets old. You got to go and get stuff fixed. You got to go find a body shop. And I don't know. I mean, what, it, it, it's one thing that mechanics get dumped on. Body shops, I think, are two steps below the mechanics. The problem, the problem, with, the, the problem with body shop work is it's very very hard to make somebody happy mm-hmm. with how people want to be served right so what i mean by that is if you bring your car to me for a service if you don't have anything wrong with the car you're either going to best case scenario take the car away at the end of the same day and it's in driving exactly the same as it was that morning and you've paid me for the privilege obviously you understand the benefit of the service but ultimately yeah. that's how it is or worst case scenario, you're going to bring the car into me thinking it's fine. I'm going to do the service. Then I'm going to call you or send you pictures or videos or whatever and say, look, there's this, 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 and this that's wrong with it. And to fix it, it's going to be X amount. But you're not happy there, are you? Yeah. So either way, you pay me for either nothing, effectively, <laughs> or yeah. you pay me to tell you that your car's worse than you thought yeah. and you've got to yeah. pay me more to fix it. So you're not happy when you come to me. And even if you then fix everything, it still feels like the same car to you. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, there's no immediate gratification from coming to me in the body shop 
you either go there because you've got a big nasty scratch or dent on the side of the car or the paint's faded in the sun or you fancy putting black wheels on or you want to fit a spoiler or you want to add chrome or remove chrome or whatever it may be there's something you want to do Mm. that when you then pick it up is done and you can immediately see the difference and it's all shiny and it's nice and clean and it looks great so you should in theory be happy when you go back to the body shop to pick your car up because it's a a visual difference Mm. and sometimes like say something that you actually wanted rather than were repairing so body shops have it easy in that respect now the problem is though people want to be served quickly and they want to be served at a price point and there are people out here and i know the owners of a company out here who will not badger uh, bow down sorry to people badgering them for no i need it cheaper what's your best price can you do it in two days you know you've said four but can you do it in two no take your car away i'm not working on it and 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 fair play to them for that yeah. because there's a lot involved and I know a guy called Leon who has got a restoration shop in Birmingham. There's probably three in the whole of the UK that are to their standard, and we're talking back to bare metal, shells off chassis, any rust cut out completely, new new panels welded in, smoothed back, made as close to being original out the factory quality and in some cases in some of the cars they work on because of the factories they've come from they go go back on the road better than they did ever knew wow um, they charge a fortune yeah and they might work on they might only work on 15, 20 cars a year because they'll have a car in for four or five weeks yeah they might have a car in for six months they charge for what they do and people appreciate what they do and there are some cars where that's I don't think anything else other than that level of service should be expected. But when mm. it's an everyday drive, like the Wrangler, like my Touareg, like whoever, you know, whoever's listening to this, whatever car, you want to get it done, you want to get it done quickly, then you have to understand that there's probably going to be a lower <laughs> level of skill involved <laughs> and it ain't going to be perfect. Now, yeah. that being yeah. said, sometimes we see some awful repair yeah. jobs. Really, really bad repair jobs. And there's no way to explain how it's happened. We, we've had cars come in with masking tape still on them. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, with masking tape on them, there's overspray on the black grills, there's oh. overspray all over the suspension parts. Yeah. Just really poor work. I mean, that's got nothing to do with price point. That's just attention no, to that, detail. That's just laziness. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of that, actually. You, you see when you rock up behind a vehicle and you see the overspray or you see just see things and you kind of go, really? Yeah, yeah. Pieces I, that don't actually fit that they've just kind of wedged in. I'm just checking to see if I've still got a picture of it. Um, we had, oh, I don't think I've got it, but we had a car come in and the customer had been obviously somewhere and had his wheels painted and he'd had them painted black. Okay. And they were a Mercedes AMG and on the AMG wheels they say AMG into them and they're stamped in. Yeah. And he'd obviously asked them to leave that showing as silver. And then they paint it. So the way you would do it is just fill it with something that you can break out, paint it, and then break it out. What they'd actually done was they'd done that on three of the wheels and then forgot on the other wheel. Oh, no. And just left it in. Oh, no. Now, from my point of view, it's like, if we'd have done something like that, 
they'd have been hounding us about it. Yeah. You know, this guy's been to a body shop, paid them to have the wheels painted, and they've not finished the job. Yeah. So we, like, picked it all out and took it out. But as we picked it out, because it had been left in for so long, it then started to peel the paint away on the rim. Yeah. So then I've got a problem. Try and help somebody. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, the road to hell is lined with good <laughs> deeds and all that. So then we end up getting the wheel painted. and Oh, man. But these things are so frustrating because yeah. you've got such a, you can be on such a good relationship with a customer when you work in a body shop. Yeah. Because most of them are coming for something that when you've done it, they're going to be appreciative of it immediately. Yeah. You know, you come to me for a service, you're only going to be able to look back on it when your car's done 500,000 kilometers. I think, you know what? I'm glad I took it for service regularly. Yeah. Otherwise, you get nothing out of it. Yeah. You get a knocking noise or something, we fix it. But that's, you don't want to do that. If you want to put black wheels on your car, if you want to lower the car, if you want to put rolled arches on there, if you want to stretch something, shrink something, whatever it may be, body shops can do that for you. And it's a, it's a, it's a required level of service that you've asked for whereas ours is distress purchasing and mm. it really annoys me i think the one i sent you was the grand carnival wasn't it yeah it was grand carnival <clears throat> where they put the letters on upside yeah. down <laughs> i know I, I thought this is a joke i had to look a couple times i go no no you're, you're just pulling my leg here no i couldn't believe it <laughs> who's done that <laughs> someone who's illiterate is and then who's, who's done not complained yeah it's like they didn't notice it's because they weren't happy with the car to start with we sometimes forget to stamp service books yeah. And people complain. Oh, of course. We never put the letters on the wrong way around <laughs> in the back of a car. <laughs> Tell me about this Wrangler supercharge that uh, you, you had come in. Yeah, so... Uh, a my, friend, my wife's first thing was, is, is it for sale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a friend of mine had previously owned a Jaguar. And um, thankfully, he parted ways with it. And he actually bought this for his partner. Okay. So she needed a car. A supercharged Wrangler. Well, it was somebody's <laughs> part of somebody's collection. Ah, uh, okay. And they weren't using it. Well, obviously, it was a 2013, and it had done 25,000 kilometers, yeah. so it was barely even run in. And he got it for a steal. He didn't tell me how much of a steal, but a steal, and it had been modified. There was, there was a lot of work done by various different entities based on the stickers and the stuff that was all yeah. over it. But he had a supercharger put on it. And we've seen one before. There was a guy who lived near me in Rasselkamer. He had uh, the same setup on his and makes complete total sense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I know you can buy the you can buy the SRT yeah. V8 now in the current yeah. Wrangler. I don't know why you never did that. Why they never did that in the old one? And I don't know why they never supercharged them. I mean, it, it's fantastic the yeah. power is totally i mean this now this this car's too high for the supercharger right okay this was jacked up to within an inch of its life and then it made that it was really all over the place when you put the power down yeah but in the sand and in the desert it'll make a Just, massive difference because being belt driven supercharger gives you instant torque yeah so there's a lot to be said for a supercharger in the sand mm. you know so i think uh i think they they're going to enjoy driving that for a long long time yeah. yeah, and the work well, and it was good. And there's a couple of little tired things from it being sat around in a warehouse for ninety percent of the last ten years almost. Yeah, but it, it drove well, and and uh, his he and his partner are certainly going to enjoy that. Nice. Yeah, my wife was intrigued. I've got to tell you. So yeah, I mean, it squealed like a supercharger <laughs> should. So it was fun. Yeah, you fun. you want to see that out in the sand? Uh, yeah. is, is, speaking of of crazy colored rims, saw so did you see the the little post from Imtishan? Uh, I guess he's probably 
I don't know what vehicle he's on to. No, he's still driving the Ford, but he's got a fetish for 1985 colored wheels that you would put on a Trans Am. Oh, I saw the, glo- the gold rims. The gold yeah. rims. He yeah, loves yeah. gold rims. That only, and I, my wife and I had a, a chat about this last night over dinner, and we both agreed, yeah, the, it only, those rims only look good on a black Trans Am with the nice big eagle on the hood with the T-top off. No, as I remember, <laughs> his post mentioned Clio Cup and Subaru Impreza. And in the UK, there's no such thing as a Trans Am. Yeah. And apart from like on a Saturday night show about some thing that David Hasselhoff said, but they'd, you'd have a Subaru Impreza or a Clio Sport Cup and they'd have gold rims on. Yeah. They're always blue with gold rims. Yeah. And I'm assuming they're going to go on the Land Cruiser, are they? I think so. Yeah, probably on the Land Cruiser. But Even worse. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's looking forward to the reveal. Yeah, me too. Keeping everybody waiting. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's a mad color. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be. No, though. I think it's going to be back to custom. The, you yeah. know the the stock color. You never know. That gray with gold with gold rims. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <Tim> Deshaun. <laughs> Motor yeah, Middle he East. doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't like the grey cars, though, does he? No. I've seen a few of his comments about grey cars. I'm into yeah. a grey car. I like yeah. it. So I don't know. He's he's put a lot of time and effort into his dream Land Cruiser. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll see. Well, look, it's going to last him. Yeah. If it's yeah. Been done right, it's going to last him. Yeah. So he's going to have it until he decides to sell it and then regret it straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? We we've, we've run out the clock on on the show. Time flies when you're Easy having day. fun. Yeah, you've got a job to do. I got a job to do. You got a job to do. But it's it was great to be able to talk a little bit about body shops, talk a little bit about the Palisade, and uh, better to talk about it than drive it. <laughs> I look forward to doing it all again really soon. Glenn Howard joining us for PowerWorks the podcast. My name is James Pikeaway. We'll see you again real soon. 